It's Jordan with Starting a Startup. If this is your first time listening, this is me chronicling all the things that I ended up doing, going through starting a business, which was a brick and mortar entertainment facility with go-karts, axe throwing bar, a bunch of different divisions of business in it, as well as starting a technology company and setting up for the franchise solution. So if you haven't listened to this and this is your first time, understand that I am fumbling my way through this as with any new business owner, learning my ways and figuring out all my mistakes along the way. My goal is, is to fuck up enough that one of you guys ends up hearing about my fuck up and is able to make a change in what you're doing to be able to succeed. Now, if one of you sons of bitches out there ends up taking any type of benefit from this, this whole podcast is worthwhile. It's the only reason I did it. When I was starting up this company, I had a hard time finding people who had done this before, that were willing to talk to me because I was just I, I was just a nobody. I hadn't started anywhere with it. I hadn't had any real major successes, so nobody was taking me seriously. I was looking for something like this, couldn't find it, so I decided to start my own and just along the process, chronicle the ways. Now, here's how else it works. Listen a couple of episodes ahead. Don't take a ton of action because I'm going to learn some things from my mistakes. I'm going to make changes and hopefully I'm going to be smart enough to be able to update you on it. Now, I may sound different. Guess what? I'm finally recording in my office in my facility and it's because I finally got a microphone that allows me to get up and walk a little bit actually like I'm really talking rather than sitting behind a computer and staring at a microphone. You have no idea how difficult that is to do for 10, 20, even 30 minutes for uh, talking to yourself. But anyways, guys, uh, on the way here today, I kind of had a realization. And this is something that I think people need to listen to pretty closely because so many business owners fall in the pit of running into burnout. Now, if you started a business or you started a new position in the last, I don't know, three, four years, remember that fire you had when you first started off in the role? You just felt, it's, we, you know, we call it the honeymoon phase at our facility. After 90 days, it tends to wear off a little bit and it, that whole, I'm excited about these new things starts to go away. Well, it's pretty common for that for everybody and business owners alike. Well, I started kind of feeling a little bit of that. I was trying to, under, trying to understand what it was and I was chasing these new shiny objects. So within the last two weeks, we've had two people contact us for franchising. We went and looked at a, a location uh, to determine if it was gonna be a good one for a potential franchisee. Uh, we are finally done with the negotiation over on the, um, for the expansion, the 25,000 square feet. We're gonna be moving forward with that, testing out all of the things that we're going to be bringing in there like the rage rooms and the folding. We've been working with that stuff. We also finally released the video for Combat Card, and it was fucking epic. Now we're starting to have conversations with people that want to get here now, manufacturers that want us to adapt to them very quickly. It made a very big splash, and we're very excited about all this, but a lot of stuff is happening, and I sat at a crossroads again, and I'm going, what direction do I take? Because I think in the last podcast I was talking about this, about how... Every time you have a new opportunity come in front of you, you have to treat it almost like a job interview. You know, what's in it for you? What are the risks that you're going to take? What are you going to enjoy out of it? But the thing I keep forgetting about is that last part of what are you going to do to enjoy it? So as I was going through this thing, I'm, I'm starting to build out our social media. And I want to I be better with our social media. I want to make sure we're getting in the hands of everybody because really that's where we're putting the vast majority of our marketing efforts. And as we're going through and we're trying to figure this stuff out, I'm realizing... I am just avoiding like crazy 
doing the schedule, writing down, you know, let's say Tuesdays and Thursdays, I create content or, you know, the first Tuesday of every month, I create four weeks worth of content and I release it. And I've been really avoiding that. And that's not unlike me. I tend to avoid things like that that have a lot of structure. I like to fly by the seat of my pants, unfortunately. But part of the problem with that was a lot of times when I'm ignoring something, it's because I don't want to do it. Not just like, not just that I don't want to do it because it's different, but because it goes against what I'm doing. So I started going back and I started thinking about what was it that I used to do you know, when I first started this company, why was it that I couldn't sleep at night because I was so excited for the next day? And it was because I had always all these new things in front of me, all these new steps. But the real big thing was I wasn't treating it like a business. I was just having fucking fun with it. Every single day I woke up, it was, what do I want to do today that's going to be fun? And I took that next step forward. And a lot of what the business has been turning into is best practices. How can we be better at this? How can we be more structured at this? And Tell me the last time you had a lot of fun when you didn't have, when you had a massive amount of structure behind it. I mean, that's like part of the issue with schooling is there's no real major free will to it. You go there and you are in a very structured, very directed environment that you can only do in a very certain way. It's the things that allow us the free will and creativity along the way to be able to do stuff. Well, and to be able to do stuff, I mean stuff that you enjoy. Now, I want you to think about this. What is it that's bothering you right now? What is it that you really are not enjoying, that you've maybe been, something you've been avoiding, something you've put off for a long time, or um, you know, something that you have, uh, well, I mean, honestly, just avoided in general. That's the big thing. Why is that? And is it because it goes against what you want to do? If it goes against what you're wanting to do, what's the purpose of doing it? Is there an actual benefit that comes from that, or is it just more stuff? Now, here's the thing. This is just me. I, I don't like doing social media. I fucking hate it, actually. I don't like being on a computer. I like going out and doing things. I like meeting people. I like the shiny new object. Social media is not that to me. Social media is a, is a necessity to me. Now, I do enjoy the occasional being able to post and brag about something that we do because everybody likes that. It's one of the what is it, seven deadly sins or whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't want to have to purposefully create that content that keeps people engaged. A good business does, a good, or a good social media platform does. Well, I've said this before, find the things that you need in your business and hire somebody that enjoys doing that. So as I'm realizing this, I'm going, okay, our next step with social media is to really be more consistent on our posts and our release. It's time for me to start allowing somebody else to create that content. The problem what lies in is you gotta find somebody that gets your voice. Because you know what, I'd rather not post a goddamn thing ever again than post something that looks like, I don't know, a fucking PFCU banking brochure or something. You know, I want it to be us. I want it to be exciting, something that we, you know, that gives our demeanor because that's what we built this business on. So if somebody's just like, come on in today for this discount today, you know, the possible, uh, you know, low cost Pete's uh, car sales warehouse type of shit. You know, we don't want to be that. We want to just do shit that's fun and show people like, hey, look how much fun you can have. Cool. We're high caliber carding. Bye. And if they want to join it, they come. And you know what? If that doesn't drive millions and millions of dollars of sales, I don't give a fuck because I'm doing it for fun. I'm doing it what makes me happy. And I truly do believe if you constantly drive after the things that make you happy, other people are going to follow because people want to be happy and they want to be part of a winning team. And winning is 
allowing yourself to be the unfiltered version of you. That's the true level of success is allowing yourself to do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do at any given point and people enjoy it. People flock to it. That's saying you're doing good things for the people around you and the community and really the world because piece of shit people don't have a ton of really great people flock to them. They have a ton of other pieces of shit flock to them and they have a really stressful, shitty life. So anyways, that's what this podcast is. This whole podcast is I do it when I feel like I have something to say. I try to keep notes and I try to remind myself later on like, hey, you need to go back and you need to talk about this because it's important. I tend to not do that very often because that whole, I've got to feel it. I've got to feel like I want to say something with it. And if I have it, if I don't feel it in that moment, if it's not important enough for me to stop what I'm doing, hook up our, the microphone session and start to do some edits on the intro music and stuff like that and finding the right picture that goes into it, all the little pieces that goes into making a good podcast, I shouldn't do it. So why, shouldn't my, why should my social media be any different? So my job now is just create great content, not as much of it, because it's more important to have something good as content than just lots of content. Probably a lot of social media people are going to argue with me about that. I don't give a fuck. That's how I feel about it, and that's how I'm going to go forward with it. Now, now that I got that covered, here's one other thing. This is going to be a pretty quick podcast today. I realized, I came to a realization recently. So we're talking with this venture capitalist company about uh, doing expansion at our facility and opening up additional locations and the dollar amounts are getting well beyond anything I could ever imagine this negotiating with and especially in a laissez-faire fashion like we are, which is probably something I shouldn't be doing, but hey, I'll find out here soon, I would imagine. Um, but as we're going through this process, I was talking with them, they own, uh, this VC company has 35 of the top golf locations. So I was talking with them about how, yeah, you know, I've really got to figure out if I want a franchise or if I want to have corporate owned. Do you guys do anything VC wise with the franchisees? Like that, I don't know if we would. And I said, wait, how is Top Golf one of your customers then? Because they're a franchise model. And they said, yeah, they have corporate owned stores too. And I had just got done with a conversation with my attorney about how you can't do both. You can't have corporate owned stores and franchises. It's just, it's one or the other, two very different business models, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? One of the best motherfuckers in our industry, Top Golf, is doing it. And they've been doing it for a long time. Guess who else does it? McDonald's. Guess who else does it? Starbucks. There's a ton of different stuff like this that it, it happens out there. So I'm going off of this advice from a professional that says, hey, you can't do both. You need to pick or choose one or the other. And I'm like going, man, which one do I choose? You know, I really want, I like both options, but I don't know which one to do. And then I get thrown in my face that that's not the case, guys. You do whatever the fuck you want to and just take it step by step because you're going to find that all the opportunity in the world is going to be jumping on your door as you grow through life and as you get more successful in what you do or more skilled at what you do, all the fucking doors for opportunity are going to open up if you're willing to say yes to some of them. And you're going to get to a point where you have to only say yes to some of them because you're going to have so fucking money. And that's what we're running into now. Well, you know what? Get this expansion done. Get combat carding launched. I can get my eyes on a second location. I can help a franchisee open. I'll build a team that can help with, help with them with uh, advising and succeeding without me. So we went and we visited this location with this potential franchisee, and we kind of knew it wasn't really the area we were looking for. Um, but you know what? We would entertain it, and we would go find out. You know, we don't know what we don't know. So we'll go there, we'll see what the area looks like, we'll find out what the conversation's like, what's important to them, what is it that they're looking for from us, because that's gonna help us in the future with, that, with being able to franchise. 
Now, if I did have to choose between corporate owned stores or franchises, honestly, I would probably choose the franchise model because I can be international with a franchise model without ripping my fucking hair out. It's not as profitable as a business quickly. Corporate owned stores are gonna make 10 times uh, the revenue than what a franchise uh, operation makes. But you know, if you get a franchise, you get 100 locations, it's a whole lot easier to manage 100 franchise locations than 100 corporate stores. So, you, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off at some point in there is what I've been explained to on. Well, I went to this location with Casey and he and I, we met with the, with the representative of the company and they show us around and we kind of talk a little bit about it and we realize it's not going to be a high caliber card in an entertainment location, but it could be an entertainment location. So we could advise them on the little aspects of what they could bring on since we have a breadth of knowledge across a bunch of different experiences. We thought how great of a way to tip our toes, our toes in the water on franchising to understand how's that process going to go, what's it, you know, what issues are we going to run into, what do we have to learn, and I can literally put Casey in front of it and say, this is yours because you're just experienced, as experienced in this as I am. So he can take the lead on going into, let's say, high caliber franchising or something like that, or just even get him better training. But the worst case scenario is we're going to learn how to be more structured and standardized for this operation, which is going to help us grow our facility and our operations. And we're going to get fucking paid in the process of doing it. So it's a big education process. The person who's getting the advising is going to get the best advisors because we are fresh in here and we are excited and enthusiastic to work with him which is really difficult to get with advisors. A lot of times you are on their schedule. We would be on their schedule because we want to be involved heavily in it to learn and grow. It's kind of like that, uh, you know, getting your car worked on at the local garage or the local guy in town rather than going to the garage. You know, he charges you significantly less, probably performs a drastically better job when it's all said and done uh, because he has the time and commitment and the care of his personal attention to it. Once he has a business that kind of separates a wall between it and he's got to pay the taxes and the, the rents and all that stuff, all of a sudden the expense goes up and the service may at best stay the same. So that's kind of what you deal with. with that's, the, that's what this person's running into. So it's advantageous for everybody to take this step. So we're pretty excited about that. Not sure if we're going to move forward with it. We had another person contact us for another area that really would be a high caliber card and entertainment location. But we've also got this VC company that wants to take us to the Detroits and the New Yorks and Chicago's and the LA's and things like that. The really big prime locations. Well, the nice thing is with our business is our operating costs stay pretty much the same, whether we're in a Okemos, Michigan or a Orlando, Florida. It's the amount of people that come through the door is what dictates how much your profitability is. That's it. You still have to have an axe or you still have to have these cart uh, marshal or the track marshals and the crew chiefs and the registration and the, the bar and restaurant manager, all those fixed costs that in this business is very heavily labor and you can't change that. So your job is to drive people through the door. So anyways, wild tangent I went on over there. Hopefully you guys got something from this. I've got to run. I'm going to get on a phone call to see if we can't get ourselves some uh, free roam VR in this facility. You guys have a kick-ass day. See ya.